Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Untitled Podcast. I am your host, Crystal, and today we'll be touching on the very interesting subject of living freely, work or not to work, straying from the beaten path and money, or rather our obsession with money. And I want to start off by asking the question of what is success and take a minute genuinely and think about what you would, what criteria a person has to meet for you to consider them successful. Okay, so I would guess that one of the things that crossed your mind, presumably one of the first things that crossed your mind was that this person has a lot of money. And we typically do consider people who make a lot of money doing whatever it is they do to be some of the most successful people in their respective field, correct? And I think that's very interesting that we base success off of monetary gain and not necessarily on contentment with the work that they're doing. You know, like if you wake up every morning and you don't, especially on a Monday morning and don't have to drag yourself out of bed, you wake up with a pep in your in your step and a genuine excitement to do the work it is that you're doing to me. That is someone who is truly successful, even if the work that they're doing doesn't necessarily pay a lot. So that's interesting. I mean, I understand the fact that as you move up in the ranks of whatever it is you're doing, then that typically does pay more money. And that could be why we consider people with more money to be successful. But in general, when it comes to success, like cutting status out of it, we typically just consider people to have the people who have the most money to have made it right period which sucks and another interesting thing is that we all obviously strive to be successful and there's nothing inherently wrong with wanting to be you know successful at what it is that you do then again you know we could take even more time discussing what success is but that's a discussion for another day of course there's nothing inherently wrong with it but i think when it gets to that point where our definition of success is purely based on how much money you make. And then I want to be successful really just becomes code for, I want a lot of money. And I think that to some extent we've reached that point and I'm really disappointed by that because my idea of success doesn't necessarily include money. So then it becomes very hard for me to feel like I've accomplished what it is I said I would or to then call myself a successful person because based on other people's standards, I might not necessarily be successful. And that's kind of what we're going to get into today of this balance between money, making money, chasing money, and doing what makes you happy. So yeah, just getting into this battle between money and happiness, it comes down to this point where it's doing what you love versus making money. And I do want to, you know, just get this out of the way ahead of time. I'm sure there are a minority, a small minority of people who have the fortune and amazing opportunity to be able to do what they love and make money at the same time. Although I'll kind of touch on that a bit in a minute, a little bit later about whether or not you can monetize the things that make you happy, but, or whether you should. And yeah, but the vast majority of people, are not doing what they love and simultaneously making money. And those tend to exist at opposite ends of the spectrum for a lot of people. Taking people, for example, who pursue careers in the arts, like the social sciences, humanities, etc. You wanting to study a subject because you love it um, is great, of course. But then whether it's something that crosses your own mind or the repeated questions you tend to get from other people... 
you then become preoccupied with how is this thing going to make me money? And then you're like, maybe I should switch to this major, which will lead to another job that does make more money. And then it kind of becomes a point of contention internally. And that's something I've kind of struggled with a lot. And of course I'll touch on later. Um, yeah. And I think that when you start to concern yourself with money or touching on a point, I'll make in a, in a bit of when you try to monetize the things that make you happy, it takes away from that joy inducing activity, whatever it may be. I don't know, making stickers or prints or painting, whatever. When you start to concern yourself with the monetization of that thing, it becomes less enjoyable, you know? Um, yeah. And kind of taking a step back before we get deeper into this issue, I want to talk about the fact that people tend to always ask you what you want to do when you get older. And you start hearing that question, honestly, as early as like the first grade when you're like five or six years old. It's all, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? I have never had an answer to that question. So it's just, or every time I answered it, it would be something completely different each time. You know, at one point I wanted to be an author and then a couple years later, I was like, I want to work in a forensic science laboratory analyzing crime scene evidence. And then now I'm just at a point where it's like, I'm going to do something after I graduate. I don't know what it is, but it'll be something, right? And, you know, taking that point about myself for a minute, um, at my university, there's this huge pre-professional culture, this major obsession with the future. What are you going to do after graduation? Honestly, some people seemingly trying to emulate work life while they're still in college by taking on all these jobs and internships and whatever it may be. And there's just this constant pressure to think about the future and to start working on your future as soon as possible. Like you enter your freshman year and there's the expectation that you've started a nonprofit organization and cured one form of cancer. Like it's ridiculous. And that's caused me so much stress. And I am really ashamed to admit that I, you know, was inadvertently feeding into it. I thought that because I was able to recognize that culture, you know, before arriving on campus and by settling on the things that I knew would make me happy and just focusing on myself that I would be able to kind of shield myself from that. And I honestly wasn't able to because I found myself halfway through my freshman year in January spending hours a day on like handshake or like, I don't know, just a bunch of things on Google searching for internships every single day, putting in like, I literally put in like over 20 applications to get an internship this summer. And then I was constantly worried that I was behind. I was like, oh my God, did people start applying in the fall semester? Who already has an internship? Yada, yada. Like I was just so like, what are you doing? Right. And I had to catch myself. And unfortunately it was weeks before I caught myself. And I was just like, why are you doing this? This is not stuff that you care about. It's not what you intended to do for your summer. Like why, you know, because it's just why is a great question. And I would have been content spending my summer at home reading. I developed an interest in gardening and planning to do that a lot this summer. Traveling, you know, if the state of the world were to change. But instead, I found myself chasing internships because I knew that that was what people in my year were doing for the summer. That was what was expected of me. And by having said internship, I would you know, be considered to be a successful student, an aspirational student, a good student, right? So then I got totally caught up in that. And like I said, it was weeks before I caught myself. Well over a month, like a good two months later, I was like, wow, that was such a waste of your time, right? And I found myself really just straying from who I am and 
I caught myself applying to a lot of those positions for money and not because I was interested in it. Cause that would have been something different. If I was looking for internships in things that I actually cared about because I wanted to give back or just do something that I would genuinely just enjoy, but that's not what I was doing. I was looking for money. And of course, for a variety of reasons, people look for money for the summer. I totally understand that I am a first generation low income student and being able to, you know, help my parents stay afloat for the summer was something I was also interested in, but I could, you know, and very ashamedly admit that I was just making my, I just wanted money to have money for the sake of having money. And that's not who I am. And I've never really cared for money. So that I was a bit disappointed in myself to see myself turning into that person. And I really was trying to convince myself in this pursuit of money that I could like these positions that were so freaking boring and were subjects I absolutely hated or any other job in the future. I kept telling myself, oh, like I can just do this for a while or a long while and make a lot of money. And then maybe in the future, I'll get around to doing what I like. And when I really think back on it, like that was so stupid of me because that was just me stuffing down my happiness, delaying happiness, delaying gratification. It's something I've done for so many years, right? I'd be like, oh, like middle school is going to be so great. I'm going to do this, this, and this. High school is going to be so great. And I really saw the harm in delaying your happiness when COVID hit because I remember just grinding fall of my senior year of high school you know throwing in so much effort into my college applications going crazy on my grades so that I could say okay then in the spring of my senior year I'm gonna take take it easy when it comes to grades we're gonna have all these great events I'm gonna start going out with my friends which I totally put off on doing when I was you know drowning myself in college applications just for a pandemic to hit and us to leave school in March, and for me to never get to do any of the things I had planned to do for my senior spring. And that was when I realized the harm in delaying in gratification for too long, right? Of course, there's some degree of discipline, I guess, in delaying gratification, and there's a whole science behind that. But in my case, it's something I've done my whole life, and that's why I have been such an unhappy person for so long, because I've never gotten to experience the happiness I put off all the time, and I still haven't experienced any of that stuff. So... Yeah, when it comes to happiness, I think that you should prioritize your happiness in the moment. There's nothing wrong with saying, oh, I'm going to work hard towards this goal and do this great thing, maybe as a form of reward in the future, but don't neglect your happiness in the moment because then to me, the finish line is just, the victory is not as sweet because you didn't enjoy the process. That actually came out really well. I didn't plan that. I didn't plan to say that. That was good. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm totally getting better. And now I am actually in the summer. And I was really proud of myself because um, this is not like a, oh my God, like I'm trying to flex, like huh, internship. Oh. But it was an internship opportunity that I could have pursued. First of all, it included like a four hour final interview. So I scrapped that, but I went through every other phase and was really proud of myself to have made it far. So I guess I kept going with that, really that line of work I wasn't even interested in purely as an ego booster. Um, and I was really proud of myself for then choosing to, once I you know caught myself in this process of rejecting the opportunity. And of course the money would have been great in terms of helping my parents, but then I recognized that every single day for the many hours a week that I would have to commit to this position, I would be completely unhappy. And I know that that's not what I want for me and it's not what my parents would have wanted for me. So 
I'm really happy to have turned that down and to, to have taken my own advice about prioritizing my happiness. And now I'll be I'm still doing an internship. I guess I couldn't get away from it completely, but it's something I know I'm enjoying. And although it doesn't pay directly, I've managed to make other things around me work so that I have the opportunity to now pursue what I enjoy and not put it off for some later time. So I'm really, really happy about that. And I think it's about having that degree of self-awareness, even if it comes so much later, at some point you have to decide to prioritize your happiness and to do what makes you happy in the moment and not chase the wrong things for the wrong reasons, which in my case, which is the topic of this episode is, you know, chasing money and then putting your passion and interests on the back burner. And I do want to kind of continue with this from asking about, you know, people wanting to do people asking you what you want to do when you get older to the way that people tend to react when you say that you're a STEM major versus a humanities slash social science major, which I am as a sociology major. And it's, there's always that degree of just like, um, disappointment when you're not a STEM major. So if I were to say, Oh, I'm a bio major on the pre-med track, which is great. if That's what you're studying, right? Good for you. Like there's just a certain amount of clout that you get for that, a certain degree of praise. Like, wow, that's so good. That's a great job. I'm so proud of you. You know, there's a lot of respect for people in those fields. Of of course, people in um, the medical field totally deserve the gas that they have. But it's also really upsetting to see the way that me saying I'm a sociology major, someone saying I'm a psych major, an anthropology major, an English major. And it's like, oh, okay. What do you plan to do with that? Because no one's like, you know, those aren't necessarily known to be like the most lucrative um, fields. No one really knows what you can do in those fields employment wise. So then there's just that wave of confusion and then a little bit of disappointment and then confusion again. And that's been really hard for me because as I said, it's really messed with my head in terms of uh, what's considered successful. And honestly, I'm again ashamed to admit that I worry about how I look in the eyes of others. Do other people consider me successful? And I'm getting to that point where I was finding myself being more concerned about how other people viewed me in terms of my success versus how I viewed myself. So then I was like, do other people think I'm doing good? Do other people think I'm smart? Do other people think I'm successful? Rather than asking myself, do you think that you are successful? Are you happy? And that's a tough place to be. It's a very sad place to be. And it's not something I recommend for anybody. Um... Yeah, so I'll say it again and I'll say it 50 more times before the episode ends. Prioritize your happiness and also prioritize yourself. As I've mentioned in previous episodes, you are the most important person in your life and therefore the way that you think about yourself is more important than the way that others think of you. So yeah, take care of yourself, concern yourself with yourself, measure your success and happiness by your own scale and not that of others. And putting more of my dirty laundry on the internet, I have to, again, admit something I am ashamed of. And, you know, let's let's share the, the guilt here. I am sure that plenty of other people have done the same, right? When you hear about a new career opportunity or type of career, a new major that you never noticed before, a new subject, whatever it may be, you know that you find yourself going to Google and typing in yada, 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 XYZ career and then salary. 
And then like, oh, does this make a lot of money? And then using those as guiding um, numbers to determine whether or not you want to pursue this subject. So I may be like, oh my God, I'm super interested in this subject. I love it so much. I'd love to work in this field. Seeing it only makes you blank amount of dollars a year and being like, oh, you know, I don't think I like it as much. That's bad. That's when it becomes a bad thing, right? And like, I understand the need for financial stability and whatnot, but it's also just a sad world that we live in where people are willing to, and many people have kind of sidestepped their passions and interests because it didn't pay enough and they didn't have that, you know, they didn't come from the financial background or don't have that footing to pursue a lower paying career that would make them happier and instead having to go for something that's higher paying, not necessarily like making everybody loaded, higher paying career that they were miserable in. And then even then the worst part about that is like, you're still just not making that much money. So it's like you prioritize money to survive, literally, not even to get above that, which is something I'll talk about later. Um, Yeah. And I don't think that that's right. I think that we should be able to do the things that we love just because they make us happy. And, you know, I guess I do live in a bit of an ideal world where, you know, that I wish that was possible, you know, for everyone, when you ask kids, which you really shouldn't be asking them, what do you want to do when you get older? That, that kind of childlike naivete where they don't even think about the amount of money a job makes, right? So they might say, whatever, I don't know what kids say when you ask them what they want to do when they get older, it's kind of sad then to see how many years later those things might change because they might find out that the things that they wanted to do their whole lives don't pay enough money for them to then take care of themselves as adults, which is a really sad thing. And kind of talking about this key point in your life where this change might happen, um, I want to talk about college for a second. And something I've learned, I did like two and a half, like almost three years at community college um, while I was in high school and then I have now completed my freshman year of university and something I've learned particularly in my year of university is that college is not designed for learning especially not for the sake of learning it's pretty much and it's I guess a, a sucky way of looking at it, a pretty cynical way of viewing college but it's quite true at least to me that The purpose of college is just to make you a more qualified applicant for a job for you to then make more money. It's as simple as that. We're we're just going to college for qualifications, not, you know, like we all go to college because and choose our majors because it's a subject we're interested in. But plenty of people have said that they chose their majors for the wrong reasons. They didn't make a lot of money or got a degree and then ended up working in something different, whatever. But like in general, College is not for the sake of learning. You don't just go to college because you just like this subject and that's it, right? It's, it's, it's just to make you a more qualified applicant to make money. And colleges themselves are money-making businesses. Trust me, when you take a good look at those costs of attendance and all the things that they're charging you for that they really shouldn't be, or just all the expenses that you rack up while being in college, the debt that you rack up being in college, it's a money-making business for plenty of people, except for you. So that sucks. Um, but yeah, back to the point of not being able to learn for the sake of learning. What really sucks to me is that you don't just get to sit back and enjoy these phenomenal professors talking about the subjects that they've spent so much of their lives studying or whatever, you know, or the things they've experienced and the research 
they've done. You're not just sitting in that class absorbing this amazing information and engaging in just amazing discussion. You now become preoccupied with grades. And that's essentially what you're in college for, right? That's then how they determine if you're a qualified applicant to make the big bucks. So then rather than sitting and enjoying these lectures, you're scrambling to take notes because you know it's going to be on an exam. So you're not paying attention truly to what they're saying. You're just copying notes, right? And then class ends. And it's not even like you sit back and really reflect and think back on what you've learned. No, you're now scrambling to complete assignments and you're cramming information into your head to pass exams, which even then, when you're cramming this information into your head, you're not really like in a lot of cases, you may not actually be learning this information. It's just sitting at a very shallow level in your brain for you to regurgitate it onto the exam and then forget about it five minutes later, right? And then you, so by doing all of this, you end up spending more time stressing over your grades than appreciating the material. And that sucks. And I noticed that, I I really did notice that my freshman um, fall, literally just a couple months ago, right? That's sad. You know, that was my introduction to college and I had such a negative takeaway from it that I was spending more time stressing over grades and appreciating the material. As I said, I'm a sociology major and I've gotten the opportunity to take some amazing classes and interact with some amazing professors, but then not even really enjoy how great of classes they really are because I'm worried about this paper and this assignment and this discussion post or whatever, right? And like the sad, sad, sad part about all of this and this preoccupation with grades, which very much so reflects our preoccupation with money that we really dive into post-graduation is I found myself at the end of my freshman year, end of my freshman fall, frustrated, sulking, wallowing in self-pity over an A minus. And I think that's the thing I'm the most ashamed to admit. An A minus, and I felt like the world was crashing down around me. And I've never been the type of person to complain about those types of grades. Because in my head, up until this point, an A was an A. But then you get to college, and apparently an A isn't an A. So, and it was, and the sad part is, because I had this preoccupation with grades, I was like, oh my God, I didn't do perfect. Like, I was so upset. And then I had to step back, and it took me days to realize this. I was like, but I enjoyed the class. Like the material was interesting. It was a class I enjoyed. It was one of my favorite classes I took for the whole semester. So why should I be so upset about a grade, which is, you know, by most standards, a good grade, right? I was so consumed by my performance in the class that I wasn't paying attention to the fact that it was something I enjoyed. And that should have been my greatest priority. I should have looked at the end of the semester and said, did I enjoy the class? If yes, then the grade doesn't matter and the grade shouldn't matter, right? And that's something I had to really remind myself of this semester because I almost ended up in the same boat. But I told myself, if I enjoyed the class, it was a good semester. It's not a good semester if you got an A or whatever. It's a good semester if you enjoyed the class. And if you didn't enjoy the class, I'm sorry. Um... But yeah, and it's in that moment I had to prioritize happiness over performance or success by the standards of others. And I had to tell myself, you enjoy the class and that should be enough for you, right? Your happiness should be enough. You shouldn't need more than that, right? And that your happiness is the most important thing. Also, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that an A- minus isn't a good grade. That wasn't the point. But definitely, you know, considering the fact that that's considered a very good grade and the fact that I was upset about it because it wasn't perfect... And was 
almost putting my grade above my happiness with the course is highlighting the problem essentially. Um, and that just really showed me that grades suck the enjoyment out of your major period. Like you could be so in love with this subject, but once you get into college and you actually are studying that subject, you don't get to just focus on the subject itself and learn about the subject for the sake of your interest with that introduction of grades and the weight that grades really do carry, you know, during your college career and after it just sucks the fun out of learning whatever the subject is, because now you're not committing a hundred percent of your time to it out of a place of love and interest. You're not splitting yourself sometimes not even 50 50 right but you're splitting yourself between academic performance and then attempting to actually absorb and enjoy the material and the course so i didn't intend to spend so much time on that college section but it's just something that really upset me um yeah so and looking to post-grad it's just really upsetting that not all jobs can sustain you financially and to me, I think that they should. It's something that the particular job that actually upsets me is social work. Um, it's such a social work and teaching are the two things that to me should just be making bank. Like if we're talking, if, if we have to make money, which I'll talk about later, how much I despise money. If we have to really just sit here and make bank and we really do need to be surviving off of this stuff. These are the two fields where people should just be making bank. Like, it's not fair to me that they contribute so much to society and make so little. And that's part of where my disdain and distaste and disgust for money comes from. The fact that I feel like people who really deserve to have it, I take back the word deserve. I don't think that was an appropriate word to use because then it's like, how do you determine who deserves what? That's a conversation for another day. Um, for the people whose work you would think would qualify them to make certain amounts of money. You're not seeing it, you know? I'm from Florida, and the teachers in Florida make the least out of any other teachers in any other state in the U.S. And I've had some amazing teachers who are so committed to their craft and care so much about, you know, shaping the minds of the leaders of tomorrow, if you will. And hearing them talk about the fact that teaching, despite the fact that they teach full-time, they then have one or two or three part-time jobs to keep them afloat. And that's just so sad. And then social workers who do so much for protecting children and protecting people, you would think that they're, you'd be like, yeah, well, they make so much money and they don't. They're scraping by and they might even have part-time jobs. That's just so upsetting to me, right? Like the way that we've decided to allocate money is so sucky and so gross. <sighs> And this is why I wish that money just didn't matter. Like we, that all of our passions and all of our work could then sustain us all financially in similar ways. I could be leaning into some other, we live in a capitalist um, society, so I might be straying onto something different there, but it's just upsetting to me um, because of the fact that so many of the careers I've aspired to have never been those like six fig careers or anything like that. So then, you know, I'd find myself saying, especially when I was younger, it's not something I do anymore, per se, of like really questioning, oh, do I really want to do it? Is it really worth it? Or like literally just closing the tab, like not even, I'd be like, oh, doesn't make enough money, close the tab. 
And I've done it so many times. And I'm, again, ashamed to admit it. Um, and as I mentioned before, like, I don't know what I want to do. So I've had that experience of opening and closing those tabs several times over the past few years. I don't have a concrete plan and graduating as a sociology major, I guess the streamlined career for that would be a sociologist, but I'm not a research person, not a big fan of research. So then I purposely chose sociology, which is an interesting thing. And it was me taking my own advice, of course. And I chose to be a sociology major because it was a subject I was interested in full stop. I was a little bit about what I would be doing after school. And I was very iffy about whether I would be able to financially sustain myself. But I decided that things would just work out. They would have to work out somehow, right? Because sociology is a subject that I love and I'm so interested in. And I've, I've tried, I really have tried finding other subjects and there's just nothing that stimulates the brain, nothing that tickles your brain the same way as sociology. So yeah, I don't have a concrete plan for that exact reason. I chose to prioritize my happiness, which I totally do not regret. But at the moment, I don't have a concrete plan. It's getting there. The cement has laid. It has not dried. So that's how I'll put that. But I do have a, like I said, in the laying of that cement, I have a list of things I'd like to do, projects I'd like to launch. Um, so that's kind of given me an idea of what I'll be doing after I graduate. But a lot of those are not entry-level careers unless I happen to win the lottery. So, which is incredibly unlikely, of course. So immediately after graduation, I have no clue what I'm going to do. And at the moment, that is okay. I'm okay with not knowing what I want to do and not being so heavily concerned with the future. So now I'd like to get into another point about, um, which is something I alluded to earlier, monetizing the things that make you happy and plenty of people do it. And I mean, I can't tell you how to live your life. I can only give my advice from the 19 years of experience that I have, but I personally don't believe in monetizing the things that make you happy. So like I said, if you like to garden or to make stickers or make bath soap, whatever it may be, um, I don't really believe in monetizing those things because to me, hmm, to me, when you start to rely on a hobby for like sustenance, like to keep you afloat, you're no longer doing it because like purely because it's something you're interested in. You're now doing it to keep yourself afloat because if you don't do it, you're going to end up on the street next month. Right? So then because your intentions when you do it and your purpose for doing it have now changed. To me, it's not going to make you as happy as it once did when you weren't relying on it monetarily, right? And this society we live in, this capitalist society that we live in tries to convince us that if you're happy doing the work that you're doing, then it doesn't feel like work. And then there's also the myth of the dream job, which I'll get to in a minute. And to me, that's so false. Like it's just so false. Because then that just encourages work. That's the that's the purpose of sayings like that. Like, if you're happy doing it, it doesn't feel like work. It is work and it feels like work, right? That's just, saying things like that just kind of makes people feel better about working 40, like 40 hour work weeks, which is completely preposterous to me. I totally think that 40 hour work weeks are too much. Um, that's such an old system. Like, we gotta get that out. Like, that's just, I don't, 
I don't like it, but that's again, a conversation for another day. Um, but yeah, I was like, as I was saying, like when you start making that soap or printing those stickers or running this podcast, right? For money, because now you need this thing to survive. You don't just do it because in your free time, you enjoy it. It's now, if I don't do it, I'm going to be homeless or I'm going to go hungry. So then, as I said, with that change in intention and purpose, it's just not, it's not the same thing. And that's when it becomes work. And notice how now work is not enjoyable, which it's just, you know, it's just work now. It's just work. It's your job. It's not your hobby. And I like hobbies a lot. So, and with that, you now get caught up in performance because as I said, you rely on this thing to survive. So I want to use YouTube. That's an example everybody knows of, right? Of monetizing a hobby. And plenty of people have come forward over the years saying that doing that or, you know, making YouTube their full-time job has in some ways made it less enjoyable. And now the content that they're producing is for views and whatnot, right? And that's you getting caught up in the performance of this thing. If you're selling something, now you're more concerned about how much money you're making off of this than when it was a hobby because now the amount of money you make directly translates to the type of life that you will live, right? And I don't like that at all. And as I said, that's another element that will suck the enjoyment out of this thing that you once loved to do. And now you're doing it for other people, hobbies i believe you do for yourself if you like to garden you find it therapeutic again with the sticker example you find that therapeutic it's just something you enjoy right but now when you're getting caught up in performance and now you're doing it for money you're also doing it for other people because your quote-unquote success at this thing now depends on how much other people like this thing coming from you how much people like your stickers, how much people like your bath soap, how much people like your YouTube channel or your podcast, then determines again, the type of life that you live and whether or not you will end up on the street next month. So with this combination of a preoccupation with other people, a reliance on the opinions of others, just also getting caught up in performance and whatnot, you start to just knock all these points off. And this 10 out of 10 activity that you really enjoyed now became a negative five. Like it's just, it's just not, it doesn't represent happiness. It doesn't represent relaxation or a form of therapy or anything. Now it's just your job. So, you know, and as I said, for some people that, that small minority of people who are convinced that the work that they're doing isn't work, you know, and that they're enjoying whatever it is that they're doing and making money at the same time. Good for you. Some of you could be brainwashed, per se. But if you truly do believe that, and I guess in some way it is a reality for you, congratulations. You have essentially hit the lottery, and most people don't hit the lottery. So it's still a problem, is all I'm saying. Um, and this has been a particular conflict for me because I don't want to monetize any of the things that make me happy. And I also don't want to work for jobs that I don't enjoy to then make money. So then where am I supposed to get money from? Because I don't want to get the money from the things I enjoy, nor do I want to get money from things I don't enjoy. So it's just will bring me to a conclusion that I will elaborate on more later of the fact that I just don't want to work. Because if I don't work, I don't have to think about this. 
right? And that sounds insane, but I've convinced myself it is possible. So I'd love to come back to this podcast and update you in a few years to let you know if I found a way to not work, do all the things I enjoy and not have to concern myself with money all at the same time. Who knows? Maybe I will hit the lottery, but no, that's not, I don't know. That's another thing. But yeah, just talking again about money and work, getting back on subject, the concept to me of working for money is actually a fascinating thing. And it's one of those, you know, things in life that no one really thinks about. You get a job, you get a paycheck, et cetera. The amount of money you get translates, um, sorry, the amount of hours you work translates to how much money you make, right? And like, that's just like a simple thing. But for me, like, that's fascinating. Like who decided that this is how we would make money, that ma- that money is a thing of value and that work is the way we would get it. Like that's just so interesting to me. Trust me, the, the simplest aspects of life really throw my mind for a loop. And a part of why I find this as interesting as I do is because of the fact that I despise money. Despise it, disgust it, use disdain for it. Don't like money, right? I don't like money. I don't like thinking about money. I don't I feel guilty when I desire money, right? It's just, it makes me feel dirty Um, in the same way that money is dirty. So fair trade, I guess. And I think, again, part of where this um, uh, despising of money comes from is the fact that I can't work purely for enjoyment. I don't want to work, period. I'll talk more about, I don't dream of labor. I don't want to put in 40 hours a week doing anything, but I guess then I should say I can't do the things that make me happy rather than using the word work. I can't do the things that make me happy purely because I enjoy them because of that looming umbrella, that looming cloud of money that follows you around. Like you have to think about money. You can't, you know, people typically don't sign um, hiring contracts at jobs without asking what the salary is first, understandably, but it's like sucky that that's a factor. You can't just say this job opening doing this thing that I think is super cool and is giving back to society. And then you see that, oh, but I wouldn't be able to pay my rent if I took this job. And then you turn it down. Like, that's so sad, right? And again, like turning to money, I mean, to work. And why I also just dislike work is because the essence and the purpose of work is to make money. It's not for enjoyment. So you see where my issue comes in, right? You don't go to that nine to five job clocking 40 hours a week because you're just so excited to file insurance claims. Like that's not why you're going there. It's because you have to put food on the table for your family. And that's so sad that you have to, you know, people just in general have to spend so much time and so many years of your life, right? I think you work like more than half your life, like in terms of the number of hours you spend working, it's like more than half your life, right? From the age of like, for some people, 18 until retirement at 65, you work 40 hours a week, all those weeks for the rest of your life, right? And it's so much time spent doing things that you don't enjoy. And that's where my, you know, my serious problem comes in. And then it just causes this obsession that I discussed earlier with money and this preoccupation with money. So then now your life revolves around two things, this thing that you hate, that you are forced to do all the time and this equally as dirty and bad thing as money. That's all your life revolves around. Money and discontentment, if you will, because that's what work is to me. So then 
what what quality of life can you live when those are the two things that you are forced to make priorities in your life and oftentimes those are things that are made priorities over your happiness you know your your happiness is well on the back burner right and that's where my problem comes from because as i said you should always prioritize happiness your happiness your state of mind those are the most important things or should be the most important things in your life so the fact that you're supposed to spend more than half your life not prioritizing those things is really really upsetting to me and it's not something that i want or look forward to and yeah like again with this you know preoccupation with money and the purpose of work being to make money you do so much right you get the internships in college you join all these clubs or get the internships, honestly, starting from even high school, right? There are kids that are starting nonprofits at 17 to get into college, right? So you do all this stuff to beef up your college applications, to get into college, to graduate from college, to get a job, to make money. Like you can't like, that's so sad, right? So you spend indirectly, right? Starting as early as high school, being concerned about and chasing after money. While in the moment in high school, I mean, some people choose the schools that they go to and the majors they pursue based on money, which is even worse, right? But for some people, they don't, that part isn't at the forefront of their minds and interest and enjoyment seemingly is guiding their decisions. But you're still doing all this stuff to, at the end of the day, chase a paycheck. That's the ultimate purpose of all this effort that you're putting in. It's it's to make money. And I really dislike that. And I can look back on my own college experience in the beginning of my college, my own high school experience in the beginning of my college experience and realize that I was doing the same thing. And having this third eye opening, if you will, has really changed my outlook on life. And just, yeah, like I, I just view everything so differently and it's caused me to make a lot of different choices and decide that I want to be a very different person, but it's also caused a lot of fear in that I am straying from the beaten path with just everything, right? And there's no guidelines for that. There's no plan for that. And there's not too many examples of people for me to look up to for that. So then I don't know what I'm doing. I I fear it'll all come crashing down around me. I have other people that rely on me or have high expectations of me. And it's like, I could either take this less beaten path and be happy, and which to me translates to success, and be able to support myself and just live my life to the fullest and not have to think about money or like have my life revolve around money. Or, and then have those people be proud of me, right? Or I could take this traditional beaten path and be so unhappy, but in the eyes of others, because I may make a lot of money or have a certain status, then be considered successful. So that second option is not it at all. Not even something I even want to consider or think about. I actually want to say something because I thought about it as I was mentioning that first option, just a complete random thought at the moment of the idea of not being able, not having to think about money. I know we might say that the people who typically don't think about money are the people who have so much of it, which one isn't fair because it's not, it's not right that people who have so much money, which as I said, I, bleh, gross, right? 
it's not fair that those are the only people who then have so much time in their lives to then commit to doing the things that might make them happy when that's such a small portion of the population, right? And that everybody else in the world has to chase that that paycheck every single day of their lives and never get the chance to prioritize happiness. So then again, I still despise money, even if that it takes accumulating so much of it to have the time and freedom to pursue the things that make me happy. I, I don't want it because to me, that's not right, nor is it fair. So just wanted to mention that. And yeah, so life is so grossly centered around making money and it's a really hard pill for me to swallow or rather it's one that I'm willing to choke on because I don't accept that fact of life and I don't consider it a fact, right? That's just a thing, right? I don't think that that's something that we should take or should have to take and just be like, oh, whatever it is, what it is, right? That no, like we shouldn't have to do that. But of course, you know, there's just some things I guess we can't change. I'd like to believe that everything in life could be changed, but we'll see. We'll see. And yeah, just if money didn't matter, right? If we didn't have to concern ourselves around it, if, uh, yeah, if life didn't center around it, you would really see more people pursue passions. There's a reason that we have those like images, which I find hilarious. They're not funny. They're quite depressing of like those like rows and columns of cubicles, like a fill office spaces of people hunched over computers for working 40 hours a week. And they all look absolutely miserable. Um, that is a thing. And that's a thing all over the country. Right. But you know, if money didn't matter and if incur and if, Pursuing your passions and prioritizing your happiness was just more of a thing. Like that was, you know, if a new fact of life was that your happiness is the most important thing, you, it wouldn't look like that, right? Like life and work life would just look so different. And that's really interesting, right? I'm, I hope there's some, al- there's an alternate dimension where this is a reality because, I need to find a way to get there ASAP. Um, but yeah, and then back to my point again, because I love talking about how much I hate money. Um, something that like I really just like thought hard about. And once I realized this, again, it changed my outlook on life was the fact that you can't take money to the grave. Like you can, you know, we, we spend so much of our lives, so many years of our lives chasing after this money. And for many of us, the sh- chasing results in nothing you know like it's not worth it like you the finish line right that's a death right or retirement if we want to be a little bit more optimistic but there you're not reaping the benefits of what you did for so long because you spent so much of your life working 40 plus hours a week struggling to put food on the table and then you were still living paycheck to paycheck it's not that you committed so much of your life to doing something you didn't enjoy and then had actual financial stability for a lot of people You're still one paycheck away from homelessness, despite spending so many hours a week, a month, a year doing things that you don't like. So then it's just, it's just not really worth it, right? Of course, it's worth it to have lights and electricity and a roof over your head, but some people work and still don't have it. So work here is the problem, right? Money is the problem. So 
Yeah, like you can't take money to the grave, as I said, no matter how much of you, how much of it you may or may not make in your life. It's not, I mean, maybe you can have people stuff your coffin with dollar bills, right? But at least for me, I believe in um, like reincarnation and an afterlife. And I'm not, if you put the dollar bills next to me in the casket, it's not going to come with me to the afterlife, you know? Like it doesn't matter. It just, it doesn't, right? I'd like to believe it's an equal playing field in the next life, the next world, whatever you want to call it. So it doesn't matter, right? So because you can't take money with you to the next life and if you magically found a way to, it wouldn't matter. Like, it's just so blech, right? And in that, I realized that money has no true inherent value besides that that we've we've assigned it. We decided that the amount of money you make translates to the quality of life that you would live, whether you would be living paycheck to paycheck, whether you have the opportunity to pursue the things that you love in life, right? We've assigned so much value to money and we can't take it back. That's the sad part. Like it's the damage has been done. We can't take that back. So that sucks. But as I said again, inherently money has no value and it kind of takes like, Again, opening that third eye to realize such a thing and then trying to put yourself outside of the problem almost. Like trying to separate yourself and devalue money, if you will. I think that's the best way of putting it. You personally devaluing money, not allowing money to put so much stress into your life, to create so much conflict in your life, not allowing money to rule your life, I think is such a freeing thing. And as, and if you have, the chance to do that. And if you find a way to do that, it'll make your life so much more enjoyable. So, and that's something I hope to achieve. And it's something I'm really working on. And I'd like to believe I've made some progress, but you know, as I said, I'm only 19 years old. I have plenty of time left and yeah. And my dream, which I haven't touched on yet, um, obviously does not include labor of any sort. Um, but my dream would be to get myself a little tiny house by my own design that I love so much because I don't want to have to worry about the money problems of mortgages, right? And parking that bad boy in like, for sure, New Zealand, I really, really appreciate nature a lot. So, and that's just one of the most beautiful countries I've ever seen. Maybe like the countryside, the mountains, somewhere there. And having a garden and a pig and a dog. That's it. I would every day, I don't know, I would read a book, go for a walk, tend to my plants, play with my pig and my dog. And that's it. And that's enough for me personally, right? As I said before, like I had those projects and things I would like to do. And in an ideal world, I could just make those things happen. I mean, of course, like you have to put in some amount of effort to get things done in your life. And the effort that well, I was about to contradict myself there for a second. But when you're not concerned with money, at least, and you're working on a hobby per se, right? Printing and designing stickers is not easy. Gardening is not easy. Those are things that require some degree of effort, right? And as you're doing this for yourself, then I can actually like believe the point then that that doesn't feel like a, a bad thing or a difficult thing because it's purely for hobby purposes, Right. You're not doing it for money. So then 
those things that I'm doing, those projects I want to launch, those changes I want to make are things I'm willing to put effort into. Those are the only things in my life I'm willing to put effort into because I know that I'm not doing it for money or for sustenance. I'm doing it out of enjoyment. And yeah, I think that's how effort should be allocated to primarily to the things that you just enjoy. Yes. Um, but yeah, they said, I don't want to work in an ideal world. I wouldn't, um, and when I'm talking work, I really am talking that unenjoyable 40 hours a week crap. Like, no, not for me. Doesn't matter how much they want to sweet talk me in the job description or foolishly try to lure me with money. Don't want to do it. I don't like, and that also just comes from my desire to not live a like monotonous lifestyle that go to work for 9 a.m., come home, cook dinner, breathe for five seconds go to sleep, repeat for the rest of my life. Like that's not something I want at all. I want to see the world. I want to experience the world, experience people and places and learn new things for enjoyment, right? And live my life to the fullest and do things on my own terms and my own schedule. So work kind of doesn't fit into that schedule, nor does the monotonous lifestyle that comes with it. You know, that's that lifestyle It's just you going through the motions almost on autopilot for like 40 years. And that's not something that I want at all. Um, Yeah. And then for me, because of that, work and happiness kind of exist at two different ends of the spectrum. And I'm very unsure as to whether there's a middle ground. I'm sure there's, like I said, a, a small minority of people that may have found something like a middle ground. But is there a true middle ground? I would kind of prefer to believe that there isn't purely because I don't want to work. So then if everyone's like, yeah, I found the middle ground, I'm like, keep that to yourself because I still don't want to work. I'm fine with purely just pursuing happiness, right? So yeah, I just want to take money out of everything and just enjoy life, right? You get one life in this particular body, in this set of circumstances. And I, of course, oh, that's a different conversation. Not everybody's circumstances are the best, of course, But for those who, you know, we have circumstances that we can kind of work with, right? Um, Experience life, right? Like, especially if you have the opportunities to do so and work and uh, preoccupation with money is preventing you from living your life to the fullest, cut that crap out. Get on that plane and go see that country you've been dying to see since you were 10, right? Go plant those flowers. Go learn how to grow your own food. I don't know. Go do yoga because you've been dying to do it for so long, right? Go sit outside and just breathe. Like if that's what you've just needed to do for so long, but you've been stuffed up in a cubicle for the past eight hours, right? Just live life, experience it in just a full state of consciousness and self-awareness, not on autopilot, right? You're aware of everything that's going on around you and you're truly appreciating every single moment of your life that's all i want right and that's what i want for everybody (sighs) yeah and then that's kind of also translated into me wanting to kind of apply the same thing to school and i've been so tempted and if i do it i'll let you know i'm still a little scared right i can admit that i don't have this all figured out nor have i put all of my advice into practice of i've been just so tempted to just stop caring about grades and just enjoy school just attend classes maybe maybe do the work maybe not if i just don't feel like it right because i'm not chasing a grade 
and pass or fail doesn't matter. If I learned that was the most important thing and that should just be the standard, right? That shouldn't have to be something that I'm making a thing for myself. You know, I want to dump my resume, never have to worry about another internship, nothing. And just, or at least not for the wrong reasons, of course. The one I'm doing now is actually for enjoyment, but I can partially admit it's for my resume, whatever, right? But just in general, just dropping it and just actually enjoying college for what it is they marketed on paper because they love telling you, oh, college would be the greatest four years of your life. It's such a great learning experience, yada, yada, yada. It's also one of the biggest sources of stress in my life. So yeah, I just want to experience it, learn and be happy. I'll let you know if I can do that because I have a hard time letting go of things like grades. Oh, I could totally let go of money. Grades, hard thing for me to separate myself from. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so kind of wrapping up now, as I said, I still have no clue what to do, whether it relates to school or after that. And again, if it exists, where is the middle ground? Please let me know. I'm dying. Find a way to contact me if you find it. But as I said, if it's there, low-key don't want to know because I don't want to work. <laughs> but yeah. Maybe one day my mind will change and I'll be willing to sacrifice a few hours a week out of my life to do something I enjoy for money. Ew. So, but I do hope for others who, you know, are more willing than I am to put in the work that you can find that middle ground. I, as I said, don't know if it exists because to me, work just represents so much negativity in a person's life. But if you are someone who can find the middle ground, I really hope that you do. And I hope that we all do. Because, you know, no one deserves to spend so much of their life doing something that they don't like, right? We all deserve to prioritize happiness and happiness should be everyone's first priority. And living and truly experiencing life should be something that we all have the opportunity to do. So, yeah, that's all I have to offer you this episode. I really did enjoy talking about this subject. And, yeah, this has been the Untitled Podcast and it's been your host, Crystal. I hope that you have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening.